Running Light Ministry Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. You can support these podcasts by making a gift to the ministries at runninglight.org. Okay, this is the Running Light Podcast, and it is October 6, 2017, and I know me and Peter just did a podcast the other day because we're in a series of podcasts called Before You Married, or Before You Marry. That's what it is. <laughs> Not before you married. Yeah, that would be- change it. <laughs> but before you marry. And uh, we did part six the other day for husbands, and we finished up Ephesians chapter five. So I brought in my lovely spouse because I've been talking to another male, if I could say that today, that there is such a thing as male and female. But I brought in another person, another being, another human being, um, and she is a she, but we could call her a Z. <laughs> anyway, forget the fluidity right now. My wife's in, in studio. Say hi, Sylvia. Hello. And uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and just get your thoughts on it since it's a big topic and we're talking about roles and 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 that kind of thing and and um and what's your perspective of Ephesians chapter 5 anyway is it seem kind of harsh for you as a woman to to read submit to your husbands that kind of thing um that's what I was wondering no i mean not anymore i mean not i think initially when i first read it you know being a new believer and you already kind of come in with this thought or idea that um submission kind of tends to have this um bad it's like a bad word you know that you know our our rights so to speak are taken away or we have no voice and um but of course, as I, you know, grew in my walk with the Lord and and um, understood more about what that passage was, it became very freeing um, to me as a woman. So what is yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, was it a hard transition? You think to think about submitting to a husband is was that difficult? You think? Well, I mean, it wasn't um, it wasn't difficult in the sense that you didn't make it difficult. You know, I mean, I, I, I understand that circumstances with women can be different, and um, my my life with you is very different. It was changed. You weren't, um, you know, you were someone that was always very agreeable to me, even when we disagreed. Mm-hmm. You know, there was always a, a way to work through things, and so you, you certainly, you know, shed a, um, a positive light on me wanting to submit as unto the lord so it makes it better if if the guy's more oh uh, yeah absolutely. not a jerk absolutely yeah yeah what would a jerk look like to you um somebody that um wouldn't validate my feelings or where i'm at at the moment mm. even if at the moment they're wrong um you know, I mean, I think you and I have had some great conversations and times in our life where um, even when I was wrong, you didn't say I was wrong. You allowed God to point me in that direction and um, and show me where I was in error. 
and for God to discipline me. Like, did I ever just like go, man, dude, like that's wrong, Sylvia. This is what the word says. Bam. Is um, it, it kind of like that you think, or is it different? Like, what do you mean? What is like, different? Di- like when you were wrong, did I ever, or do I, do I just like notice it right off and then get you right in the word and say, Hey, that's wrong. This is why. Is that kind of how it works, you think, or is it kind of different? Um, well, I think sometimes. I mean, I think sometimes you, you, you've you clearly known that I've been wrong, you know, mm-hmm. but you don't say, man, you're wrong. And, you know, you've always kind of had this look and go, man, okay, here's what I know. Here's what God's word says. And, um, you know, and because I love the Lord. I realized, man, God just rebuked me, you know? I was just wondering, like, you know, because some people can come off sharing the word with their wife, Mm -hmm. and you can still share the word, but you might be sharing the word wrongly, you know? Yes. And I think I've done that before. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, but... I mean, you and I have had a type of relationship where you um, you never dismissed me. You know, yeah, you you know, you may have done um, things wrong at, at certain times. I mean, so have I. I think we're we're able to honestly look at each other in those moments of you know when we're frustrated or when there could be anger welling up. Mm. That man, okay, we need to guard each other and and you know and know that we can be completely selfish in these situations yeah you know so sometimes we 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 are sometimes i find that in my own heart yeah yeah but you know we we've shown those patterns to each other over the years so much that um you know i feel safe enough to even kind of be um you know icky or, or even wrong where i trust now when you say you know what I'm not quite hearing you through that. I I think that, you know, there's a better way. You know, we're we're now capable of maneuvering through it and finding the better way together. And that's maybe part. And that's maybe how men can do a better job with their wives instead of just coming out and maybe opening up the Bible and saying, Hey, the Bible says blah 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 but they can say, Hey, there's a better way or hey, I was reading this the other day yeah. or right? Yeah. Well, I mean I feel that there's really something um to a man's character, biblically too, where um, when he's willing to maneuver with his wife through her emotions and um, the ups and downs, and and you know, you know, it, it isn't that I want you to understand me all the time. That's that's not really your job is to understand me. Mm. You know, it's it's to love me the way Christ loved the church, mm. and um, that's pretty powerful. Well, yeah, and I, and I think, if anything, that should kind of be freeing for you to not try to figure me out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. God's already done that job, you know? He he calls you to love me and sacrifice yourself for me, and that's tough. That's really tough. So in it's order... It's very, very, very <laughs> tough. <laughs> it is. It's tough yeah. because, you know, I have I have emotions that can run high and low and um, depending on what they pertain to and um, you know but now we know each other so well in those things that you know we could 
we could press each other on stuff, but it's because of how we dealt with it in the very beginnings, you know, when, when we weren't quite sure, you yeah. know? And what do you mean by that? Um, like in the very beginnings, four scores and seven years ago yeah, now, like, after 24 years you know, of marriage. where I was, where I was, where me as a new believer getting married and not knowing how to, to be a Christian wife or mother or, um, you know, my background where I was still reconciling with my family. And, um, that was an, a, an emotional roller coaster for me. Um, so much so where sometimes I would come home and be like, man, like maybe I'm wrong where I should be. Maybe I'm not even supposed to be in this marriage, you know? And of course that, that plays into our lives, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, God maneuvered us through that time and, and those were tough. You know, I remember you looking at me and all this stuff I was jabbering about and you, you had a confused look about you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, uh, <laughs> That Uh-oh. happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a man so, look right there. <laughs> That's what men do, man. Yeah. They just go, what is going on with my wife? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, but you loved me through it. Absolutely. And it wasn't perfectly, Mm-mm. but I even find, um, I find a, a greater joy in it not being so perfect too, you know, because that imperfection in those things has has allowed us um, to still remain approachable to each other. Yeah, a lot of mercy on one another. Yeah, yeah. you know where where you're you're so willing to just admit, man, I was wrong, or I blew it, or I said that wrong, that came out wrong. I'm sorry. Da 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 da. And um, you know, and I've been able to do the same. And um, so yeah, that's great. What what do you think it means when it says um, submit to your own husbands? Then it says has the comma and it says as under the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you look at that? Well, to me, that's the freeing part. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter how imperfect things are going to be in our marriage, I've got the rock that I can stand on. Mm-hmm. Christ is my goal. You know, my circumstance isn't going to blind me from my goal. So, you know, when there's some shaky things in our marriage or some traumatic events um i'm not going to look to you to fix it you know you're not going to look to me to fix it we have our common denominator which is christ yeah and we're going to rely on him together to fix it yeah it's a, it, there's something that has to happen in both of our minds right where we where we have that real fixation on christ mhm you know all the time where yeah. We're always going in the day. We're always going, Hey, I'm serving the Lord. You know, what's my motivation? Am I serving God or am I caught up in the emotions of everything? Right. You know, so absolutely. What do you think some of the, some of the difficulties, you know, what do you, you know, that women might have just in their marriage? Um, you know, what, what causes them so much conflict? Do you think, um, you know, in this area of of uh, just doing things under the Lord, submitting under the Lord. You know, what are some of the things that you've seen or, you know, that you, you think women need to, you know, realize? Um, well, I, I would, most of what I hear sometimes is that it's hard to submit to him 
mm-hmm. meaning their husband. And the second part of that scripture is as unto the Lord. And, and I think that part is forgotten when the emotion um, and trauma is there. All, all that sometimes we can see is, um, you want me to submit to him, God, you know, and, um, and I get that. I, I understand that, you know, in, in areas there, there's some pretty traumatic events that women go through, you know, that are, you know, how do you find, you know, your, your feet in your faith, so to speak for, you know, and, um, you know, do I dismiss it? Do I forget it? You know, so I think submitting to your spouse as unto the Lord, that it's that, that pair, that, that scripture is jumbled. I think it's kind of, you know, it's not understood properly or emotionally. They can't, they just can't do it, you know. Um, yeah, is there any a time you think that a woman shouldn't submit to her husband? Oh, and there's abuse. Right. I mean, by all means, you need to, you know, not be in that situation, you know? Yeah. Um, no, that makes sense. Um, I'm having a great time asking you questions, just peppering <laughs> peppering the wife with questions and letting you answer them because they're good. Um some women, you know, use the excuse of, hey, my husband, you know, he is abusing me. He's abusing me emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm not going to submit to him or mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, do this anymore. Um, or I want out of the marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, have you ever heard stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 What do you think about that? You know, where it's not something... Mm, it's kind of a little question marky. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, I like to I like to find out where she's at, you mm-hmm. know, ask more pointed questions to her and really find out where her heart is at. And cuz I mean, sometimes she may have checked out a long time ago and you know, and her idol um somewhere down the line ceased being Christ and it became her husband. Mm. And, um, so, you know, if your idol is your husband who's emotionally abusing you, you know, yeah, you're going to check out, you're going to want to book it and you're no longer going to, um, try to glorify Christ in that relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, cause you know, women too have their, have their things that husbands, um, are traumatized by. Mm, really? <laughs> like name some of those. Well, the very things that men can do to women, women can do to men. Oh, uh, that's true. You know, um, you know, the, the most fearful passage that, that I think of always in scripture, then when I heard it, I was like, I do not want to be that woman is, you know, the woman that tears her house down with her own hands. Yeah, the proverb. Yeah. And man, is that power that I have. You know, you can come home, you know, fighting the good fight, battling your battle, yet still stumbling in your sin, and you can confess to me. And I have 
I have the power to make or break that situation. I can go, you know what, Bo? You suck. You didn't give that to the Lord yet. Aren't you healed from that yet? You know, <laughs> I could totally, you know, tell the kids that, man, your dad, he's just, he, he, he's not the guy you think he is. Or I could be your helper. I could pick you up with my hands and help you and say, how can I help you? I'm going to pray for you. You know, praise God you came to me, you know, and I can still direct my kids to you to seek wisdom and advice because you're fighting the good fight. Yeah. What do you think a, a lot of women do instead? I think they get selfish. They look at they look at their husbands in that moment and they um they see themselves as the offended party. And instead of maybe God. Absolutely. Yeah. Cuz that might be that might be a way people can work through like what you're talking about is more of a sexual issue thing. Yeah. Um because yeah. of our 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 situation, mm -hmm. but um you know where if a man and a woman focus first on that the offense, the sin is really towards God and that they're grieved by that. Yeah. You know, that man, I'm grieved that he's struggling with this walk with God. Right. That might be a way for, for either spouse to overcome, you know, and to really walk in a way that they're not tearing down. A woman's not tearing down her family. You yeah. know, her household. How do you think it, it kind of the ramifications of that kind of not looking at things that way would be to the kids or, you know, in the household? So if you were, if you, if a wife was just looking at the husband and just like, oh man, he sucks. He's never going to change kind of, how do you think that affects the kids? Well, it's, it's pretty detrimental. I mean, they're, kids are smart. They know when mom and dad are playing each other or, um, you know, not supporting each other. Mm, that, their, yeah. that their goal is not to glorify Christ in their marriage, but it's to serve their idol, which is each other. Wow, that's powerful because kids can, can see if we really – have idols or not yeah. they could see if we're really looking at christ or not you know we might be saying we might be talking a good game of like hey man i pray i uh, jesus is awesome jesus is the best we serve jesus and then you know then a confession comes in you know which we sin man that's what people do yeah and and so the uh, just a confession comes in yeah you know and then then we're off our game already yeah <laughs> yeah, I I think that's so traumatic, you know, if um, you know, if if you and I weren't able to to stumble, help each other back up and have our kids benefit from how God got us through a trial. You know, I I would not want to hide that from them. Of course it needs to be age appropriate, of course, you know, depending on what it is. Yeah. But God had us go through it as a family. You know, or eventually as a family, you know, you know, depending on when we get to share with our kids what God brought us through. Yeah, you know? and, and what you're talking about, 
only happens if you really realize that there's a cosmic battle taking place, that our warfare is spiritual. Yeah. And that there is a spiritual attack, not just on the individual in the household, but it's on the family. Yeah. And so it's a family issue. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because if I'm if I'm bent at you, if I'm if you're my idol and you're disappointing me all the time in my eyes, I'm not going to speak well of you to my kids. I'm not going to look at you with love. My my body language towards you is even going to scream that I don't respect you. I don't honor you. I'm not going to submit to that. Um they know it. They see it. I grew up like that. And um, so I know what it looks like. I know what it causes. And I think a lot of other families, I think, unfortunately, you're in the 90% of families, <laughs> Christian or non, go through this. Yeah, where, you know? there, where there's that. There, there is, you know, faith without works is dead. And there's, there's so much Christianity that, man, they just can't navigate through sin they don't know how to deal with sin in the house there's so much fear there's so much scared there's so much i'm afraid of what's gonna it's gonna do or where the sin's not the not gonna tear down the family it's it's us that's gonna tear down the family meaning it could be a wife that tears down that uh, family yeah you know mm -hmm. and she might blame the sin of the husband on it but really what's happening is she is tearing down her family yeah yeah, I I mean I've I've always been just you know through things that you know we've gone through in our life is you know how how can I make this an opportunity to serve you God you know this is tough you know I'm having a hard time you know be honest you know be honest be honest with your spouse say it out loud <laughs> you know yeah and um you know but God's gonna do it. You know, in my eyes, he's already done the work. He's already died for my sins. You know, it, the work is done. I just need to put one foot in front of the other and trust. Yeah, and fix your eyes on the Lord. Yeah, and not and not act out of fear. You know, fear, fear is a huge one for many, many families that, you know, I think we encounter, you know, fear. They don't want their kids to know their background. They don't want their kids to know they're present. They don't want their kids to know, you know, this and that. And, um, and, but, they, and they raise a generation of kids that do not know how to deal with conflict. Yeah. Yeah. They, they go out in, into the world, whether Christian school or not, and they don't know how to maneuver. Yeah, around people in any kind of conflict situation, the only thing they know how to do is get away with from it. Um, meaning it's a, it's a, it, you know, it's really fight or flight, you know, and 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 it's like I gotta leave. There's conflict. I gotta go. They don't know how to really navigate within conflict because conflict to them is bad. Yeah. Because the kid, because the parents always showed that conflict was bad. They never saw conflict in a positive way. Like, hey. God has brought something to the light. God wants us to work on this thing. And that's praise God. You know, those who come into the light come into the light so that their deeds may be clearly seen that they are done by God. So the work of coming into the light is a good thing. Yeah. But most kids don't get that at all in the Christian home. They feel they think conflict, they grow up thinking conflict's bad. 
yeah. which is so sad. And that confession is bad. That's right. All and, these things yeah. are horrible. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I've seen some, like, beautiful, like, miracles take place from confession. Yeah. Confession from my own kids, confession from you. Um, you've heard it from me. Yeah, your own parents. Yeah, like, amazing, you know, just, wow. Wow. That's you know, right. and yeah. from the background that I've had with my parents and to be able to be part of their lives through those things is incredible. All through confession. You know, they, they we all finally set aside that fear and, you know, and and we go for it together. Yeah. And you have to you have to see it as a move towards God. If you don't see confession as a move towards God as a good thing, you'll never, ever, ever see conflict as a good thing. You'll never see sin as something that can lead to something positive, not that the sin's positive, but that it can lead. It, there can be a good that works out that way. And for instance, I think of like our kids in high school, and I think of them going through the difficulties that they go through when they were in high school. Mm -hmm. And instead of a parent freaking out over those things, drugs, sex, so many parents are so, oh my gosh, I can't believe, oh my gosh, that's horrible, oh my, you know, all this fear, this incredible fear, um, and they don't want to talk about it, they don't want to engage, um, they don't want their kids to do something wrong, uh, they're incredibly fearful of those things. Um, that it creates a situation where the kids, even if they do something wrong, they can't admit that they're doing something wrong in their family. Their family's no longer safe. Yeah. Because they do sense that fear in the parents. They do sense that need to be in control. And I need to put on a face that, um, uh, you know, this Christian face, this pretense yeah. that I got to imagine is pretty sick in the eyes of God. Well, yeah, I mean, because you, you see what it does to the kid, you know, um, yeah, I think that's so tragic, I mean, I, as a mom, I just, ugh, that breaks my heart when I see it happening to a kid, you know, they know, like, they figured it out, they wouldn't be able to really, you know, um, verbalize it so well to say, you know, oh, this and this, you know, according to scripture, and this is why I'm feeling this way, and, you know, and, um, because they piece together what they can't um, say yet. So even their pieces may not be quite accurate, but it's it's leading them still away from, you know, a purpose, a solid purpose, yeah. you know, and um, and it's their parents' fault. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, it, it just is. It's their parents' fault. They, they maneuvered through fear and, and they created a fearful child. And... Um, you know, yeah, a child who can't deal with conflict. Yeah. And and in a proper way. You know, cuz I think when you're in high school, you know, you run into all kinds of issues. When you're in college, you run into all kinds of issues. People that are weird. I mean, man, I remember going to uh Cal State College and you know, you're you're in with a ton of roommates. And all of them are crazy, you know, they're all different, they're all mm -hmm. odd. I mean, you know what I mean? You're just in there and I can't imagine you know, you, it's just you're it's constant conflict because you're with people you don't know. Uh, they have idiosyncrasies. All of a sudden you're living with people that yeah. are so different. And and if you don't know how to deal with conflict properly, you're just going to always complain. You're always going to be like, oh, they these people are, you know, 
lame. These people are da 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 da. You know, it creates a situation where you're not able to to look at people's flaws and go, hey, you know, that person needs help or that person, you know, it's okay that they have these things. I could still talk to them. I could mm-hmm. still try to get to know them. Um, you know, these type of things. And 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 because you you know your family has always painted a picture that we have to have things in control. And and what control means is that the parents want the kids to act a certain way. And if the kids don't act a certain way, then the parents get ruffled. And so the kids have to behave a certain way. So now the kids get older and everything's got to behave a certain way. And if yeah. it, you know, and it just goes on and on and on. Um, and it creates uh, an impotence, you know, a lack, um, you know, and and so it seems like you're right there there's sometimes we can tear down our house in such subtle ways you're talking about ways that creep into our hearts mm-hmm. and and they they become so subtle but they become gigantic right yeah eventually and and it is so subtle that um you know we we can tend to to justify you know at the same time Right. Because, you know, oh, well, that was small, but this is bigger, you know, you know, that was then, this is now. And, you know, and, you know, that justification is what makes it even uglier. Yeah. We try to try to, ju- instead of just saying, hey. Yeah. Like, you know what? I, I was wrong. Up. God, I, look what I did to my own house. Like, it would be amazing. Like, I know me as a parent of a 23-year-old and me and you both, mm-hmm. it's it's awesome to come to our son and who's that old and be able to just say, hey, man, you know, I messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, we did back then, too. Yeah. But it's nice that they're older, too, to be able to say, hey, you know, uh, we chunked, dude. Yeah. But, <laughs> but for him, too, to look at up, us. Man. For him too to look at us when we say it, or you know, or when we talk about the past or whatever, and and we can chuckle at it, and we can go, yeah, yeah but you know, da 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 da. And you see how God even worked through that. Yeah, and he his heart, you know, is so gracious and, yeah. and generous, and <laughs> you know, and and that's because you can't have grace without failure. Yeah. And so we've always tried to cultivate in our kids that that we are failures ourselves, that we need Jesus big time, you know, that we have to pray. We seek the Lord on our own. You know, we have to have these walks with God because the reason why is because we mess up. And we've been able to share that with them as they've uh, progressed in their life as, as toddlers into young teenagers, into older teenagers, mm-hmm. to be able to say, hey, we're sorry, um, you messed up acted wrong yeah you know forgive me but uh, I love that that teaching that goes on in those environments where it is there's a teaching of grace and mercy that that it's good to extend that and I see that in my in our 23 year old Mm -hmm. he's always extending that he always says things that are so special and beautiful like you guys I couldn't have asked for anything better as parents and yeah and you know even though we still confess to him even <laughs> though we still are like you yeah know? and even if even if my son's struggling with something you know that that uh you know is something that you know of course that bums me out or mm-hmm. you know things like that are you out um you know we're able to offer a lot of grace and tons of mercy and let him know you know mm-hmm. just that hey we too 
you know, there's areas that we too struggle with and, yeah. and man, and, and we can even name those things, you know, in those private conversations where we don't have to be so general. We can even name what the sin is we're yeah. talking about with our, with our, our kids. And that, that's, that's, you know, that's education, you know, because I think what you're talking about with tearing down a home is that is that's there's an education that a wife does that is through omission mm-hmm. meaning because she doesn't do something and, and a husband too but we're focusing here mm-hmm. a little bit on wife but but she she's teaching her kids through omission so if she's not if she's not loving her husband or if she's not showing affection towards her husband, if she doesn't want to hug her husband or doesn't want to be around him or she's, you know, has that disgust on her face or she's always bagging on him or that's not really a mission, but the other ones are where mm-hmm. she's just lacking, you know, then that's educating, you're saying, the family. Yeah. And that's, that's how she could be tearing down her home. Yeah, it's through those through those things, or or through a lack of, uh, or, or through a, a subtle and even it looks like an invisible fear. You know, could be something that tears down her family because that fear is going to motivate her to do certain things. Or yeah, know. yeah, I mean, especially when you have kids, I think you know, we we could um, sometimes unknowingly use our kids as um, the reason why we say or do certain things. You know, I remember us going through certain times, you know, when, um, when, you know, our son was growing up and, um, and my fear of, of reactions, I think sometimes of, and, and this goes to my background, but, um, because I, I had that fear of my background and then, you know, uh, certain situations in the house or conversations would kind of trigger me to have that fear. Not that those exact things were going on. It was just, I had it, it was in me and God was working on it. You know, um, it, it, I wanted so desperately to just tell you, leave them alone. Stop. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're doing to me, to you. Yeah. Yeah. Which I figured out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know took, what? Took me a while. You figured that out, you know, between you, your son, and God. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have to step in. You know, yes, I did sometimes, and I, I, you know, I think I apologized for some of those times. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, you got to just feel free to tell the kids whatever. I'm sorry that I, you know, I'm stepping in. You know, but um, but yeah, it's like. You know, those we can use our kids sometimes as the reason for not submitting to our husband or honoring him in things or showing him a respect to draw our kids to him instead of away from him as the head of the household. You know, I I, I have a ministry and, and it's it's my family. And in order to nurture it, I need to um I need to discern these situations properly, you know. I I need to be able to see what opportunity comes up in my household, whether there's conflict or not, but um, especially when there is conflict, how 
am I modeling my relationship with my husband in front of my children in order that God gets the glory? Mm. And that's probably the biggest thing, right? That God gets the that glory. That God gets the glory, you yeah. know? Um, you know, how am I doing that? What does it look like? What What are my kids seeing? What do they say when they come to me and talk about their dad? Um, because more often than not, I'm the one that modeled it, the mother. Yeah, and that's a scary thought for a lot of people, a lot of wives thinking, God, did I model that? You know, and they don't want to look at that. And the reason why is probably because of pride. They don't want to look at their own yeah. issues. Yeah. How many pe- how many how many wives and husbands just are afraid to just say, Hey, I'm wrong? You know, my kid is the way my kid is <clears throat> because I don't know. of me. I don't know if they're afraid to say I'm wrong. I think there I think there might be more pride in saying I'm wrong mm-hmm. than fear. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. Fear's all the other stuff. Pride's a completely different thing. Pride is what makes me not want to say I'm sorry because admitting that I'm wrong, I'm not fearful to admit that I'm wrong. I'm proud to not say it, you know? It's the old Mexican boxing in you, (laughs) right? Well, I think in everybody. I Uh think, but, you know, I think in fear, all the other things that you build up in in your situation, you know, but but pride isn't going to let you say I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um And what's weird is God resists the proud. So I always think of it this way. If I'm not a if I can't say I'm sorry to my wife or if I can't say I'm sorry to my kids, then there's a resistance. God has all the right to resist blessing my family. Mm-hmm. You know, because of my pride. Yeah. You know, it, it's like how can my kids be blessed by the Lord? If I'm sitting there just being prideful about everything and I won't admit, you know, so my, I won't confess to them. And because I won't confess or I won't talk about life in a reality, like really, you know, really what ha- what's really honestly going on. Yeah. Then um, it hinders everything. It, it blocks my kids from receiving the blessing of coming into the light. It, it prevents my kids from understanding grace and mercy. And being able to extend grace and mercy, which is included in forgiveness. So if you don't have this this open, honest life in your family, then you don't have uh, any forgiveness. And you raise kids without any understanding of the most basic, simple, I'm talking simple Christian principles. Mm-hmm. The most fundamental Christian principles there are. Forgiveness, grace, mercy. You wipe those out of the family. Hmm. And how many Christian families have done that? Where they've preached it. You know, they preach forgiveness, grace, mercy, but they have not implemented it at all. It is There's no life application of it hmm. in, in their family. Isn't that amazing that something can be so obvious and yet we miss it completely so the only way i can wrap my head around that kind of truth is there must be an amazing spiritual warfare (laughs) that goes on where satan's just like ha 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 i got these guys they they preach it all on sunday but man they 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 are so afraid and so prideful to talk about their mistakes and guess what that's great 
because now they won't know forgiveness, they won't mm -hmm. know mercy, they won't know grace, they won't know the essential basic things to, of the tenets of their, quote, faith. Yeah. No, I think you, yeah, I think you said it, and that's, that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I think the family warfare is about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's exactly what it's about is, you know, don't, don't teach, don't teach your godly offspring about what these basic principles are. And we're doing a great job at not doing it. I know. It's so sad, huh? Yeah. And it, it's weird because we kind of got it backwards. We think the, the sin is the big deal. You know, yeah, whatever the no. sin is. Yeah. But no, it's really it's really the ramifications of how we're processing that that yeah. situation. Yeah. It's like you think of, you know, um, you know, in Romans where it says, um, to rejoice in your tribulations. It's like there's a reason why that's put in there. To rejoice, to find joy, you know, in your tribulations because of what it produces. You know, um, perseverance, character, and then character, hope, and hope does not disappoint. And, um, you know, God desires for you to go through the tribulation because your, your trials, because there's coming, there's going to be many. And there's a reason for it, you know, to persevere through those things. You know, perseverance is painful. You have to endure some things that are tough. You know, but it produces something in you, a character, a characteristic that God desires for you to have, you know, to change you, to make you better. Yeah, to make others better around us. Yeah, and, and for the world to look at you, go through it, you know. In faith. Yeah, and, you know, and, 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 and model what it looks like. You know, mm. um, yeah. You, you know what I always think is like all of the trials we go through, me and you, it's all really, it's all really tests of faith to to prepare us for the greatest trial, and that will be our death, and that will be the greatest opportunity for us to bless our kids. Mm -hmm. If God so allows it, where they get to see us die that we get to bless them the most at that time because they will see our faith the most we hope by then yeah and there will be such a reconciliation and meaning we've walked in grace we've walked in mercy we've walked in forgiveness where all those things are are just so beautifully wrapped up um you know together in that moment where there's there's nothing we don't need to we don't need there's nothing that's over our heads there's nothing we right. need to say oh by the way i needed to tell you something or there's nothing like that everything at that moment it's just love mm -hmm. you know it's just love from a a real honest life um and and you know and that all you know that's what god i think is always preparing us ultimately for with our children mm -hmm. um you know um, sometimes we don't get those opportunities and that's, that's up to God, obviously, but, um, that kind of thing. Anyway, we'll end the podcast there, but thanks for coming in Yeah. and sharing a little bit of some wisdom there from the Ephesians five perspective for women. So it's not all just a bunch of dudes talking about this <laughs> issue, right? No, I appreciate it. Um, love you. And we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. And I was saying, I love you to my wife. <laughs> Check out runninglight.org to begin our two video series, Take Flight and Love or Lust. 
You can also send us questions on Twitter at Running Light or on our runninglight.org podcast page. Like us on Facebook at Running Light Ministries, Psalm 36, 8. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures.